0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the WrestleManiacs podcast. A podcast where a group of improvisers from Detroit with a mutual love of wrestling come together to discuss each Wrestlemania one at a time. Hey, hello out there, all you wrestling maniacs, all you nostalgia-holics and hardcore members of the IWC, and all you casual fans who enjoy your pro wrestling on the TV. Thank you for downloading the WrestleManiacs podcast. My name is Lord Alex Ketchum. Yes, that's right. I became a Lord over the break. And I'm joined by the funny man with the plan, producer Bob Wick. Bob, how are you?
1: Stay six feet away from me. Not because I don't like you, just to keep it safe.
0: And the captain (laughs) of keeping it real, Jake Russell. Jake, good to see you again, man.
2: Yeah, what up though? Um Bob said that uh say uh six feet away, not cause he doesn't like you, just to be safe. I don't like you motherfuckers. So either way it goes, stay six feet away. Well, that's why he's the captain. He keeps it real. I hate all you motherfuckers. Oh. All you
1: motherfuckers.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Happy New Year to you too, man.
2: Yeah. Y'all too y'all y'all too cool, but everybody else. Oh I agree. made the in
0: general suck. But our listeners are fantastic. How are y'all doing?
2: Our girlfriends are cool too. Everybody. Else. Yeah, they
1: they both listen to this. So good, good thing you cover that.
0: whole <laughs> time, time mine listens to it is if I'm playing it in the car to see if I messed up on something.
1: I don't think my girlfriend has ever and will ever listen to this.
0: <laughs> Even if oh, I am playing
1: it in the car with the windows up.
0: <laughs> I still want to get you're gonna lock her in, like the wind lock the radio, lock the windows, and lock the doors
1: i can i can hook her up like clockwork orange style
0: <laughs> well guys i'm gonna take you back to 1992 because this time we're going to discuss the mat one of the greatest royal rumble matches and the royal rumble just is my favorite pay-per-view of the year as you're well aware i like to have a little party do a little gambling and eat some pizza every year for this thing this year that might be more challenging than years past however we'll figure something yeah. out 1992 this was the first time that the world title was on the line for the match and there was a huge cast of characters to throw in this thing and there was a lot of storytelling and drama. It's one of the best world Rumbles of all time but before we get into everything that we saw and liked and didn't like have you guys had you guys seen this before or is this your first time watching?
1: No I think I, I think I've seen this before I definitely have seen this before I think it's I think I had to wait for it to come out on VHS because this is still during a time where I wasn't I don't think I had cable yet I would have to wait for everything to come out on VHS for me to see so i would already know that who won what and everything that went on but i didn't get to see it myself so it was still pretty big deal to get the double cassette you know rentals
2: and uh check out check this out yeah uh this uh this is the second time i've seen this i saw this a while ago like back like when i first started getting into wrestling i like revisit the old stuff but i didn't know it's been a long time since i've seen this so i really just didn't remember anything so Uh, this was a good refresher, and yeah, um, this this is up there with one of my uh one of my favorite Royal Rumble. uh, Yeah, I have to agree. This is a great Royal Rumble.
0: Maybe we should make January just Royal Rumble month and just do Royal Rumble matches.
2: Yeah, we could do that. Wouldn't hate
0: that. I mean, it literally is my favorite match, and I don't know why. Maybe it's the drama, or like, 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 because you don't know who's coming out when. Sometimes, like the story, like there was a while there where they kind of got predictable with the story because you knew who the who the huge favorite, the heavy favorites were going into it. Uh, Shinsuke Brian. winning it. They've got they've gotten a lot better about kind of throwing a I don't know throwing a curve there and not not until that so to obvious. Daniel Bryan. <laughs> yeah, the year he wasn't even in the damn thing was ooh that was bad. I remember when I, I actually watched this on a VHS, it was like local tape trading. But my friend Richard, my, re- my, my, old, my old wrestling friend, he uh, knew somebody whose parent worked at the cable company, so they got the free pay-per-view. He recorded it. So then after that, we had to go to their house to pick it up. And I just remember sitting in his mom's van while Richard goes and knocks on this mystery door and like, just a bag with the videos handed to him. And He comes back to the car. Wow. But we walked- That's old
1: school I- stuff. Kids yeah, wouldn't, Kids wouldn't get that, really. Kids would never never understand. Like, having to find, like, seek out stuff that you really want to get into. Now, you, you don't have to even leave your bed. You can just roll over, pick up your iPhone, and Google, you know, Royal Rumble
0: 93. That's what we should do someday, is I want to have, like, a couple of guests and just have a big wrestling debate, but no Googling. Oh, wow. I miss old arguments where you had to use your words and not your phone to settle something.
1: Yeah, yeah. Everybody's an expert, long as they that they pay their cell phone bill. As long as they pay
0: for their cell phone. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and hop into it. We're, this is just the Royal Rumble match, nothing before that. The story is Hulk Hogan had lost the world title to The Undertaker. And two days later, at a random, weird, unusual pay-per-view called Tuesday in Texas, he had his rematch. And Ric Flair interfered, and it kind of got crazy. So they stripped the title of everybody, and now it's up for grabs. So anybody who's in this match, whoever wins this match is now the champion. I did about as good a job and as charismatic a job of explaining that as Jack Tunney did at the very beginning. The uh, commentators are Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon. And Bobby Heenan is clearly a supporter of Ric Flair, who has come in to claim himself as the real world's champion using the WCW title. So that's kind of like the setting. Uh, So the favorites are basically uh flair hogan taker sid but you don't but like at the time you didn't really know because anybody could have won because sergeant slaughter was a recent champion million daughter man is always in the i mean was always kind of vying for the title and he could have bought the number 30 again you don't know british bulldog and million daughter man start us off we won't go through everybody like every single number uh, you, if you want to see that, you can look it up. It's on Wikipedia and everywhere else. We're yeah, <laughs> not your Wikipedia. What's the match? <laughs> right? Uh, British Bulldog, I feel like, had bad luck drawing numbers. I feel like he was in the like, number one or number two spot on several occasions. As was the main dog. Yeah, that, Unless he paid for it, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, actually, he did. He bought the number 30, like in, what, 89 or something. And then like the following year, he was number two. The year, and the year after that, he was number one. And then he was near number four. I mean, he, yeah, me and Donald Mann was terrible at drawing the numbers.
1: Or do you think that was like WWE's like comment on karma? Like, you got to play the re- game correctly or karma's going to get you and you're going to get the first or second spot for the next couple of years.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was just, yeah, it was number karma. Yeah, <laughs> like, number karma. I like, I like that you think like, that the back office was like, all right, now we got to pull in the karma effect. I don't know. Uh, Bruce Pritchard's a team. God, uh, I mean, I, I can see Pat Patterson. Hey, did the, the thing with the, did you about <laughs> the number? Now you got to get the low number because it, it's, a, it's a, what the universe wants. Rest hey. in peace. Yes, Pat Patterson. <laughs> Thank you for the Royal Rumble, Pat Patterson. He invented this thing, and it is by far, in my opinion, like the greatest uh, pay-per-view invention.
1: I agree. I agree. Well, I mean, the Royal Rumble has everything. Like. It has all your favorite scars. It has like a bunch of short, you know, tangible stories that happen very quickly. So it, it it's self-perpetuating in that factor, factor that you don't, I mean, you know, you're going to get the things you want and then hopefully you're surprised by things you didn't know you want, but you're going to get. Um, it's always fun. And then there's like, there's traditions, like we, we get to like uh, Kofi doing like, Ridiculous things to say in like that that gimmick. Um, I always loved and look forward to over the years he was doing it. So know, yeah, just the little things.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I do like, I do love the truth. How like it started in '89. So last year was the 30th uh, Royal Rumble. So like the, the, there's so many traditions that have kind of come from it. Like my favorite personally is like the comebacks. There's always at least like one surprise, like a return. Yeah. Uh, It was, you know, it's been Jericho a few times. Diesel. I loved it when Kevin Nash came back, but as Diesel, they had the old Diesel music and he put on like the black glove. Like, man, that was awesome.
1: Uh, Jeff Jarrett. Was it last year or the year before? That was incredible. Especially after McMahon said, I will never hire him again.
0: (laughs) Uh,
1: That's awesome. I think
0: think the honky-tonk man's done like several. (laughs) None none to success.
2: I think my favorite surprising uh, Royal Rumble intro was probably, um, I don't know, Think I don't know if it was 08 or 09, Royal Rumble when uh John Cena came in and Triple H was fucking pissed.
0: Oh yeah. That was oh uh, yeah. actually. No, oh eight. You're right. Oh eight.
2: Yeah. And that was um uh, and you won he wanted up winning. So yeah, that, that was pretty uh, that was really cool. Even though I'm not a big John Cena person, just the surprise element and everything was kind of dope. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was a huge surprise. I remember disappointed because like there was four guys in the ring, I think, before he came, or maybe six. And I, I was kind of looking at it, had no idea who they were going to go with. And then Cena came out as number 30. And I was like, and there's your answer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, who, who, who drew 30? Because uh, they're winning this one.
0: <laughs>
2: and he uh, and he, and, and see, and he, was gone for a minute. So that was kind of like his
0: return. Mm. Not a huge fan of the character, but uh, I mean, like, yeah, I, you got to respect what he did. Um, oh, yes.
2: Respect his, respect his worth ethic and his passion and his hustle. But like his uh, yeah, the character is kind of, yeah, the character is kind of cheesy.
0: Yeah, I don't think we're their demographic. So we got Million Dollar Man starting out. He comes down to the ring with Sherry and Bobby Heenan starts his All Star performance right off the bat. When the camera gets a nice shot of both of them walking down the aisle, and Sherry's wearing a very low cut top, and he says, "Look at them." Yep. So God, I mean, just I miss Bobby Heenan so much. Uh, th- I think uh, bet- between him and Ric Flair, I don't know who the biggest star of this show is. Um. Million Dollar Man gets eliminated pretty quickly and then out comes Ric Flair at number three. And because Bobby Heenan, the announcer, is huge proponent of Ric Flair, you'd think he'd bet everything he owned on Ric Flair winning this thing. And up until this point, we haven't had like Shawn Michaels go from one to thirty nobody in the top five or 10 has even been at the very end of this thing they always get eliminated it's much more realistic based like you know one's going to go the distance so Mm -hmm. rick flair coming out at number three is basically saying he's not going to win this and bobby heenan loses his freaking mind and almost starts crying i believe orders cock orders drinks like yes hey dummy come bring me two cocktails And Gorilla played along with it so well. Like just I mean, just like an because that, that was all improvised, but you could tell like Bobby and anyone just, hey, you come here, come here, go to the back. I need you to find out. Get him out of here. You know? And then what? What? I'm not doing anything. Just just let me do this. Okay. I, well, I think my favorite one, I
1: know I'm cutting ahead, is me and Gene telling that guy to put out a cigarette
2: at the end <laughs> of the show. Yeah, that's my favorite too. Yeah, that was, yeah. Put out that cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you cut way ahead that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I thought he was talking. What was he? So he wasn't talking to a real person when he said, Yeah, no. no, put that cigarette out. What the fuck? Or, or he was, I don't know, he could look kind of
0: pissed. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he's fucking angry. I mean, like, like, it's hilarious, but I'm just, I am I just a fucking airhead and clueless. Like, what was he referencing? I that, there's some kind of like inside joke or some kind of reference there. I don't know, like the cigarette thing. Yeah,
1: I think I, I feel like he was legit telling someone to put out a cigarette. <laughs> I think he just started doing his work, and it's like, we got like thirty seconds to get this done. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs>
0: oh, all right. I don't know. Regardless, it's hilarious. Almost as hilarious as the yeah. Summer Slam. Fuck, fuck, fuck. What the? F- yeah. So Ric Flair's out there, and we can talk about certain moments, but in general, this was the highlight reel of Ric Flair. He literally worked with every single person who came in that ring. And these were all the top stars, and it was almost like catching him up on not being in the WWF for the past ten years. I, 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 you'd think that, like, you know, when they had a few people, other people could go like this long. They would, uh, people would like always try to like hide in the corner, and Bobby kept yelling for Rick to do that, but he kept like he was constantly taking bumps and constantly getting it like getting in the mix of the people. And I, I really, I don't think there was a single person who entered the thing other than the Warlord who he didn't actually lock up with at some point which just says a lot about him and the fact that he was able to do that but like when roman reigns went like a long time in the ring like and he got power he got power through the table at some point for some odd reason and literally laid there for a third of the match to the road the crowd started chanting roman is sleeping and then he got up and got back in hard work versus taking a break hard work's gonna win every time i guess like but i don't know what 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 is the first moment in the early, the very beginning what what sticks up to you at the very beginning of this thing guys i'm uh-huh. sorry what uh, what sticks from like the let's say the early part of the rumble, what's what's some moments that stick out to you or anybody's performance that stuck out to you?
2: Uh, Bulldogs performance. Uh yeah. he's was, uh, he was, he was um, incredible. He was good uh, drop kicking oh, um, Rick- off the uh ring the nasty boy or whatever the fuck your name was. I don't know.
0: But um Jerry Sags, a piece of shit partner you referred to back in Oh
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> future piece of shit party. Yeah. yeah, that was him. Um, but he Yeah, bulldog, um, yeah, bulldog just, just his whole performance and like I said I got um, I got mad when he got eliminated even though I knew who's going to win already. He just I just I, I just got mad like what the fuck, man? Like that's how into it I was. That's how good this thing is. Like you can know like, you know what's going to happen but <laughs> you still maybe <laughs> Maybe the footage will change. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't, <laughs> it's yeah. but it's like, like, it's like, damn, man, like, I want, like, like, damn, he should have won or he should have lasted longer because he did so well. And he's such a fan favorite. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, he looked incredible. Um, Roddy Piper, I, I thought he came in hot. That was pretty cool when he came in. Uh, yeah. after everyone but flair was eliminated here comes piper and and the look on flair's face and it was that was a great moment than when they had to tussle
0: yeah I, mean, I i did i really liked that it was they kind of pulled they kind of pulled that same move again later on when stone cold was hot um and he had done everybody out and then brett hart's music hit mm. yeah mm. and they both did that so well i they I think that these guys, Piper and Flair, did, did the exact same thing. They did it so they did it equally as well. Um, they had this history, and Flair's finally gonna get a break. Piper's coming out. So uh, at number 15, that was Roddy Piper. Uh, yeah. the big boss oh, man I thought. This.
2: Oh, yeah, boss yeah, man had a huge fucking pop, and he was fucking people up. He was uh he was fucking people up, man. But like he had like, my favorite uh yeah. He had my he had my second favorite elimination of this match when um he fucking just dove, and Ric Flair ducked it and he, and he went over the rope. That was that was pretty hilarious. I was like, damn, that's how Boss Man. How well, like, okay, like Boss Man just gonna eliminate himself pretty much. Like, <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know, was
1: just, who, I who was I, the I, guy that almost eliminated himself, but they got to go back in because you have to be. Thrown over the top rope by someone else's Randy control. Savage. Yeah, huh? that was <laughs> awesome. So let me ask you guys this: If you were in the situation, if you were in a King of the Ring situation, or not King of the Ring? I'm sorry. Uh, if you were in a Royal Rumble situation, what would your strategy be? How would you survive this thing? And it's you as yourself. You're not. A, you're not. You're not a strong wrestler guy. It's if Bob, Jake, and Alex got picked out, you know, picked up today, drove to driven down to Florida, thrown in a ring with 27 other wrestlers. How would how would you survive?
0: I would first walk my ass to the ring and not run. Observe the situation. Titus to O'Neil. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to fall for one thing and injure myself and in lessen less, less my chances. Uh, however, I would put a Titus after. Because I feel like to officially have entered, you have to like go into the ring, right? Yeah. And then I would pull a Jerry Lawler. and I would just kind of roll over one corner, like roll in and roll back out, and then crawl under the ring, and hide mm. till I heard less feet. Okay. Or maybe have my phone down there and try to watch and see what's happening.
2: <laughs> what about you, Jake? <laughs> um, I don't know. I would uh, I would probably just like run up on people, and smack them, and then run, and then. Uh, go, go under the ropes outside, and then uh, run through the audience and have them chase me. <laughs> that will chase me through the audience, and right. then uh, you know, I like <laughs> then I go back and do. I'll just be doing. I'll just be doing whole shit through the whole thing, just smacking people and run, smacking people and run. Um, <laughs> Mike, might might grab a chair, smack, smack somebody with a chair, run, low blow someone and run. I'll just be doing. Like I'm, i just I'll just be doing like uh like dirty tricks, like you know, pretty much like a Rick, uh, a more, an even more cowardly Ric Flair, <laughs> something like that, some shit like that. That's probably what I would do.
0: I think after I was pulled out from underneath the ring, I would pull the road dog and just like grapevine the bottom rope, and tuck my chin, and just hope people forgot about me. <laughs> I always thought that was a genius move because he, he just literally wrapped himself around the bottom rope in the corner and just lay and just sit there for a good five, 10 minutes. Makes sense. Low center of gravity is the key. You don't want to be up. You don't want to be yeah. up
1: high. Oh, that would be my plan. I would, I would, uh, get myself in honey, then roll around in thumbtacks. So you wouldn't want to put your hands on me. Then I would just stand sitting, you know, the, towards the corner and just use dead weight. So if you had to pick me up, you were stabbing the shit out of your hands and it wasn't going to be pleasant for either one of us
0: no that yeah okay i got you like the human pin cushion thing there yeah. yeah i think i'd probably wind up shitting myself like if a bear attacked me when i was wrapped around the bottom rope just trying to get the right. away. you know that's what you're supposed to do play dead and shit yourself or at least they said that on tv for comedy so it'd be <laughs> funny <Okay. laughs> and then i'm throwing <laughs> up the top rope yeah i don't think i'd fare very well give me like two years would, to Give me like two years to get on steroids and shit. And maybe 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 it'll work.
1: Two you think it two
2: years? Okay. Okay. I mean,
0: like I wouldn't have to shit myself.
2: Oh, okay. That's that's probably, fair. If you put if you if you put Jacob from now into the 92 Royal Rumble, I'll probably be talking shit about everybody's haircut while was
0: in the- <laughs> <laughs> So that'd be your thing. You'd humiliate them so bad they'd eliminate themselves and just leave.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just get, get hurt or, them emotionally. Or, or they'll make or they'll get mad and chase me. I don't know.
0: Hopefully jumping over the top rope when they do.
2: Look, look like look at your weak ass mullet. <laughs> it's just trash. And then I like <laughs> and then I have them chase me. Everything I'm gonna do is just have them chase me. That's why I'm well, about here.
1: to say there's a common theme going through here.
2: But... Yeah. So you so you're
0: going for the endurance game. I see. I see.
2: Yeah, I'm not I'm not really fighting anybody.
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna fight like, anybody. Macho Man can do like 2,000 sit ups. You think he can out endure the Macho Man? That dude's crazy. All those guys.
2: <sighs> Maybe. But could they endure <laughs> talking about their hair, though?
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you see, Jake's just running around the ring, just yelling insults. All right. Back to the match.
2: <clears throat> but anyway, the, um, yeah, the match, yeah. the There's a lot of good moments in the match. Uh, Shawn Michaels had hella, close calls I think he probably had the second he's second place for the hella close calls next to Ric Flair yeah um is
0: great like um if you want to do a drinking game you should uh do and there's two ways to do it I think the number of times I drink every time Sean almost gets eliminated and then drink the number of times or drink the number of times Bobby Heenan says not fair to Flair wow <laughs> I think if you did both he would die of poisoning
1: you would yeah call an ambulance
0: but i mean like yeah you would um maybe shots of beer maybe shots of beer like a power hour
2: the interest music aspect was uh missing
0: yeah i mean that i think the biggest thing you would have like you know you go back in time and change stuff you know the wwf has actually edited a lot of the sound and music on a lot of their stuff because of the streaming rights like if you watch an old chris jericho match on wcw it plays places wwf music because I think that music is actually oh. patented for the TNT basketball games.
1: Wow, that's
0: wild. Yeah, he, I, that's what, in Chris Jericho's like first book, like his song, his song, his interest music. I think was like basketball number four. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, um, well,
1: I like basketball number four better than Mama number five.
2: So, yeah. for,
0: for, pretty good well, from E EC, for ECW. No, uh, WCW. ECW. I, I they just I, they probably did for the ECW matches too. Uh, they probably changed all their music for ECW because they just played a lot of like copyrighted music, ACDC companies.
2: and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Metallica. Like, then Tommy Dreamer come out to like Alice change Chains or some shit. He did that shit or something. I don't know.
0: No, I mean the Sandman came out to Enter Sandman. They didn't pay nobody for that. Yeah,
2: and like to get a Metallica
1: song, you're paying almost Beatles money. That's a yeah. They don't mess around.
2: <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't. They don't fuck around with their, with their uh. Say um. So wait, you said in WCW his music was Basketball Number Four or some shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause his music, cause his interest music sounded like, like fucking uh, it it sounded like a Pearl Jam song, and that was Basketball Number Four, <laughs> or was that a different one? Yeah, I no, know.
0: I mean, like, Chris Jericho's interest music in WCW was literally like a like a little fake music thing they made um, that would play in the background of like basketball intros and outros or something so that's why they play all his his wwf music like on the streaming the other music they might have like it might have been wcw created like jimmy hart did some things with them helped them make some music and stuff so but yeah a lot of it was like Chris. at least chris jericho specifically was just something they had on on file so yeah they had big big plans for him coming in so yeah i think the biggest thing missing especially from nowadays is the the entrance music like you were saying jake like the there's there's like a pavlovian response when you hear that that first note of somebody's music and you know what's coming Uh, but at this time they they weren't doing that so you'd hear the people countdown and then it was important for the guys to kind of burst out of the curtain so they could see who they were
2: right even though i missed that um people you still had like you still had that like that surprising, like ovation. We're well, not surprising ovation, but like a g- big ovation for certain people. Like some guys got real big pops, like uh, Roddy Piper, Macho Man, Hacksaw Jim Duggan got a huge one.
0: The Bulldog got a big one. Right. So the big, big Bulldog. boss man got a huge pop.
2: Well, well, Bulldog. Well, Bulldog was like one of the first people, so you heard his music and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, I was talking uh, about, like I'm talking with the guys were like during the match you couldn't hear their music and you just saw him like. And it, People just erupted, just like you saw. Like all, like, like a lot of people probably couldn't see hacksaw, but like you saw his two by four. You saw that motherfucker. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, okay. yeah, yeah." And they started sharing USA. Yeah. So it was good. And so then,
1: and then there's people like Hercules or uh, what was the other guy? The not the warrior. I forgot what his name is. But something like that.
2: Barbarian, Barbarian
1: yeah. No, not, uh, who who didn't get much of a pop? <laughs> you know, like hey. <laughs> 10, 9, 8, right, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. See,
0: I thought the crowd played pretty well into it. They booed who they were supposed to, cheered who they were supposed to. I thought they, I thought they played oh, yeah. pretty well. Like they're, a... they're
1: indifferent when they were supposed to.
0: <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. There's yeah. people who
1: know there were fillers in the 30 man
2: match. <laughs>
0: Sad, but, but true. They're...
2: You say they acting different when they're supposed
0: to. Well, uh, okay. Yep. Here's a question. Knowing what you guys know now,
2: mm-hmm.
0: real life included, who do you think, if they did this exact Royal Rumble again, in the same order, who would get the biggest pops? Who Or who would get a bigger pop now than they did back then?
2: Definitely Shawn Michael. Yeah. That's Shawn a good Michael. one. I think Ric Flair would... He'll get a huge pop. Well, Greg Flair didn't even get a pop in this one. So, oh, definitely, uh, Repo
1: Man. I think people, I think time's been good to the Repo Man and people appreciate him more now than they did during his time at the WWE. Uh, my real answer like, I like, I, I hope that, uh, like, uh, Greg the Hammer would have got as big of a pop as he did or maybe more. Um,
0: he got. He, now that like they, they, they felt kind of indifferent towards him, I thought. Um, I think got a pretty
1: decent pop. I, I I don't
0: know. Um,
1: it was decent. Yeah, I think Big Boss Man would get a bigger pop than he did. Yeah, you know, like the people that we miss, you know, like the people Haku. who who are Haku. Oh man, that's a yeah. really great pick. Yeah.
0: I was just looking through the list and like haku comes to mind. just because like everybody knows now what a badass in real life he truly is. Like basically, he came in at number four. And if he really wanted to win that some bitch, yep. nobody could have stopped him. There'd have been eyeballs all over the ring. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> there'd have been there'd have been 15 pairs of eyes, none of them matching. one of the best entrances into a Royal Rumble match. It's right after what you said, we're talking about Bob, Roddy Piper, Rick Flair. They have like two minutes of head-to-head action where Flair uh, Piper's just beating, beating up Flair. Um, puts him in the sleeper, and then out next is Jake Roberts. Jake comes down to the ring, climbs in, and Piper looks over. And Jake just sits down in the corner and just please continue. <laughs> He's in no hurry to like interrupt, get involved. But very it's a it's so logical, right? I don't know, yeah. I just l lo- I love that from like the this the, the heat like the bad guy Jake gets in there and like you think he's gonna just start beating up like everybody else does, they just start beating up everybody. You no, know, no, it's just y'all two. Y'all go ahead and do what you're gonna do. Oh just chill. That's one of my favorite parts of the whole whole match, if you can't tell. I'm um, a little
2: off I'm a little off topic here, but um in my notes, <laughs> thought this was funny. I got um I got because, you know, Tito, Santana, and Shawn Michaels, they eliminated uh, each other pretty much. Like, they both went out at the same time. But in my notes, I got Tito and Michaels eliminate each other. And all I could think of is, like, the Jackson Five beating each other's asses and shit. <laughs> 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 all I could think of. Then you <laughs> just, uh, like, fuck you, Tito. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be polite, Tito.
1: Uh, let's talk about the greatest elimination. I think we all agree which one that one. Oh,
2: yes. oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Sid just is flinging, flinging um, Sarge Slaughter a little bit. Well, not a little bit. Yeah. He's out of there.
0: Yeah. yeah. That, that was incredible. Props for Sarge. Like He comes in there fairly late. But, yeah, Sid comes in. <laughs> Meanwhile, Hogan and Flair are on the outside. Flair is still doing so much in this match. He's, he's everywhere. He, he's on the outside taking a suplex. And you go back to the ring to see Sid throw uh, uh, Sarge into the turnbuckle so hard, apparently, that like, Sarge just goes flying over like the post. So, like, mean, uh, he is not a young man, and that was a hell of a bump. I mean, Jesus! I mean, it was so strong that I think it scared Sid. Sid's own strength scared him. You see him take a step back in awe. Yeah, well,
1: probably the most awkward moment of the night. It's <laughs> Sid's face, like, oh. Let funny, me adjust my shorts. <laughs> uh, I guess I go over here now. Cool.
2: <laughs> that was funny as hell, man. It just All looked right. like, it, just like he just flamed a ball and it just flew out the ring or something. It was just funny as hell. Yeah. yeah. Oh my <laughs>
0: right. God. See, like Sarge hits the buckle so hard that Sid takes a step back like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I wasn't trying to do it that hard. Damn. I think I killed him. <laughs> oh, well.
2: Bob saying, like, let me fix my short hair. Let me get it get together, Sid. Fuck it. All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> right, you better not sue me. They better, they better not sue me for this
0: bullshit. Uh, let's talk about Sid for a minute. Like He's coming in as Sid Justice. He had come in earlier. Um, he's a, also a favorite. They did a lot of hype for him. The dude is like you're, at the time especially, like that guy is a pro wrestler. He looks the part. Like, I, I'm, I was a huge, I mean, I was a fan uh kind of still am of like sid like the character i know there's a lot of stuff out there now that may make kind of makes a lot a lot less disenchanting i guess because of all the you know news and things that we have now that like he no showed a bunch of stuff and why he wasn't he wasn't very good in the ring but as far as the big man he had like his five moves and he had that look and he also started the fist bump what sid invented the fist bump
1: who said that sid
0: no, I mean like you go back to like 1994. Like he's walking out of the ring as Psycho Sid, and he he fist bumps like his Sid fans. People wearing a Sid T-shirt. Oh, yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, props to him.
1: Well, Jake, if you were wrestling Sid Justice, what would you say about his haircut?
2: Let's <laughs> say he got a fucking uh, he got a like he look like a like a built ass Goldilocks or some shit. You look like uh, yeah. you like a fucking. Like it like if if you look like if Goldilocks was a was a was a swole Carl Malone sized German basketball player. I don't know. This don't make any sense.
0: Carl Malone was
2: German. It looked like the back of his head was throwing up spaghetti. (laughs) But um (laughs) please edit this out, Alex. But um
0: Maybe.
2: Yeah, sure. Maybe. No, you will. You fucking will. Don't do this to me. No. Uh his uh yeah, his hair was trash though. His, his hair was trash. A lot of people's hair was trash. Uh, Greg Hammer was trash. Uh, Machos was trash. Love, was, uh, rest in peace, Macho. Love you. Your hair was trash. Um, H- Hogan, hair was trash. Man, uh, that Hogan.
1: moment at the end where Sid and, and Hogan were sitting toe-to-toe looking at each other, I was just laughing at the hair. Like, two of the worst mullets on earth just having a mullet off.
0: No, Hogan's is more of a skull. Yeah.
2: Hogan, Hogan had like a like mini... It had like a mini head cape pretty much that's what his <laughs> shit was that's what he had at that point he had like just like a little like his hair was just like a cape for the back of his neck and shit that's what he was <laughs> that's what it looked like that that's what his shit looked like uh everybody's yeah, everybody's hair was trash uh like what what y'all think of british bulldog shit with the with the shit braided What y'all think the that shit?
1: Old, it, when it started getting loose after the third like third opponent <laughs> I always kind
0: of liked the British bulldog braid thing. It was it was it was very different for the time. It's it's for me it's like as a as a kid, it's kinda like that iconic look of his because it I just associate it with.
2: Yeah, I say everyone's hair was trash. The best hair of the best hair was probably uh Roddy Piper, probably the coolest hair or whatever. I don't know. I'm judging white people's hair, so I don't know. But uh yeah, someone's got to. <laughs>
0: So but I thought yeah, I said, and our like, shikster had a nice come over. Mm-hmm. Nice little part. Looked pretty good. The final entrant coming in is the warlord.
1: Oh, that's who I was talking about. The warlord. Ugh. Not the barbarian. They both now, were they both were kind of like, yeah.
0: Well, they used to be the powers of pain, so I can say you can mix them up. They were a team.
2: Ah. Yeah, but they both were. Eh.
1: Well, yeah, know.
0: and the audience let you know it. <laughs> I do. I got, the warlord came in and was immediately eliminated. I think he he held the record for the shortest time in a rumble, um, up until Santino recently. The end of the match, which we all we all know, Ric Flair wins. But how does he win? Well, Hulk Hogan is messing with Ric Flair. Sid does what people do in the Royal Rumble, and takes advantage and eliminates Hulk Hogan. As following Which is fair. It's following the rule. Following Which
1: the is rule. fair. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he, they both sign up for the match. It's what you're supposed to do.
0: <laughs> Literally, like I, they zoom in on like, Hogan and Sid's faces, and like Sid's, you can see Sid say, every man for himself. Well, Hogan doesn't take this appreciatively and grabs Sid's arm... And is trying to pull him over the top rope because he feels like he was unfairly eliminated, unlike everybody else in the entire match. But and Rick Flair takes advantage and dumps Sid out with Hogan's assistance.
1: Yeah, he basically stole that that move from the uh refrigerator Perry. Yeah. Did it to, to John Stud in, in like the first one.
0: Uh yeah, WrestleMania too. Yeah. Yep. Which up, was a cool a, move because a it's a
1: non-wrestler doing it. To, so he's punching up. This is just, you know, Hogan being doing heel moves. Hogan was doing heel moves this entire match. He comes in, rips off his shirt, starts choking people out. The only guy in the whole entire match to use a weapon, it's Hogan. Uh, oh, Not only, like, before he even pulls off his shirt to, to, to strangle people with it, he's, he's raking eyes. He goes in there and just punches and rakes everybody's eyes. So he's going for the eye. He's he's just doing like straight up bitch moves the entire time, and that's that's supposed to be our champion.
2: Ah. Yeah. He's uh, and then he gets mad and gets eliminated. Like, no, yeah. you ain't supposed to eliminate me. Like the most, the utmost entitled, uh, entitled privileged shit you can do. Like he just uh, yeah, yeah man. Like, hey, Hogan's was trash. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It, it like, didn't like, make that, sense you
0: said what it didn't make any sense yeah um,
2: like it's like then you can see it like and the crowd was on uh see side they was like they was on yeah. the side it was like why like why did you like that was some whole shit you did bro like see if did what <laughs> you yeah. supposed to do eliminate you motherfucker like somebody else somebody else got to win like oh you, i
1: completely agree yeah i uh, would like to see a world where that didn't happen and rick flair versus sid justice and sit and Flair, after sixty minutes of wrestling, had to figure out how to get this big man over a top rope. To me, that have been way more better.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean, no. you could have had Sid and Hogan go head to head and be teetering both, and then Flair come up from behind and dump them both out.
1: Yep, and then no. they could have got mad at each other for putting the, each other in that position. Either way, I,
0: I feel like this you're was calling the most. Psycho though.
1: Sid, psycho is crazy because he was playing by the rules. Sid, if anything,
0: yeah. So you saw the crowd reaction when Hogan gets eliminated. And I'll admit, going back and watching this, I thought Hogan was going to get – his pop coming out was extremely loud. So people are still with him. Maybe not everybody is. Maybe a lot of people are getting tired of him because this is that period where people started kind of saying, maybe we don't like this guy as much anymore. And then he does this. And in the past, like, Hogan could do these things, and Jesse Ventura would call him out. But he would still get cheered for it, you know? This time, it did not work that well. I remember as a kid, like, being, like thinking the exact same things that Jake said. Like, he he, just, he lost fair and square. Yeah. The other guy didn't do anything wrong, but how? And, but they're trying to make him the villain. Because he didn't wait and, like, go face-to-face with the dude. That's not the fucking rules.
1: No one was doing that shit. So why? why should he?
0: So... Question to you Would you have turned Hogan heel as in like NWO, you straight up bad guy at this moment?
2: Oh, absolutely. Jake, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Here's, see, here's what I'm trying to say like, Hollywood Hogan, even though it was a heel and Hogan embraced the heel and shit, people still liked it and thought it was cool. People still loved it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I want to see people hate. Hulkamania. That's what the fuck I want to see people. I want to see this hate. That <laughs> oh,
0: <no. laughs>
2: shit, that shit me. But I want to see him hate. hated back then. I want Hulkamania to get hated. That's what I want to see. The, the hypocrisy of Hulkamania and like, he's a good guy, but he does, he be doing whole shit. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes. So that's what I want to see. Like, like, so I want to see him be a heel as the Hulkster, man, not Hollywood Hogan. It's cause Holly even though Hollywood Hogan was a cheater and a villain, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it was kind of like, "Well, well yeah, yeah, okay, but I can get with it. This. this is realistic." Yeah. You you're an asshole and you're embracing it. I like this. Hoaxer is an asshole, but like doesn't doesn't like doesn't see it. Like, <laughs> and it's like
0: so, okay. I- look I at you.
2: me. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yeah. I want Hoaxer to uh I want motherfuckers that hate Hulkster, so I would turn Ho- Hogan heel as the hoaxer in this, so he can like, so people can truly like, so the audience can sh- uh, truly show how they feel about this motherfucker. This motherfucker's trash. Hulkster was garbage, bro. Like he, like he, like he had to be a part of people's wins. He had to be a part of Ric Flair uh, winning this. Like Ric Flair could have won this on his own. He had to be a part of Macho winning the title. And he stole all this shine to end. Like, yeah, everybody clap, clap. Look at me yeah. clapping for him. Look at me clapping did the same for Same thing for Ultimate Warrior. Did the same thing for a lot of people. Yeah.
0: Look yeah. 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 at Bret Hart.
2: Yeah. Let, yeah. Feel, yeah. let me clap. Like, Look at me clapping for him. Like, let me steal all this shine. Like, nigga, like, sit, sit the fuck down somewhere, bro. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. That was some bullshit. So, yeah. Um, I want the holster to get hated. And like, like, I like and that. I want him to get hated. And I don't want him to get a. I want Hulkster to get hated, like, and, and Hulkster realize this shit is trash. Like, like the audience, like the audience decides. Like, Hulk doesn't decide Hulkster is trash. The audience needs to decide the Hulkster is trash, so he can realize it, and then maybe that can like maybe Hogan can have his own epiphany and be like, oh, well, maybe I should be a heel, but maybe like a realistic heel, a heel that makes sense or something. <laughs> And then become Hollywood Hogan. I don't know, but you want I Hogan love to be Hollywood love like how got John Cena. Yeah, I want. I want people. The that, guy yeah, just keeps winning so much, and him.
0: keeps spitting out all this stuff. That people just finally just vomit it back up and start screaming at him that we don't want this anymore.
2: Yeah, like shut the fuck up. Like you're, you're corny. Like fuck you. That's why I want to see. I wanted to see people hate the Hulkster. That's why pe- Hulkamania. That's what I want to see.
0: I get that. Bro, I hate, I, 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 I I, that. I I like that. I like. I mean, I kind of like I hate, that. almost like a Kurt Angle kind of character where he doesn't change anything at all and still thinks he's like just say your prayers, eat your vitamins, drink your milk, and everybody's just hating him.
2: You suck. You suck. But he embraced it. But that, see, that's another thing. Like a- Angle embraced it. Like eventually, eventually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He he embraced it, but like he like he like he'll cheat. Like, I don't know. Angle was different. Like, people – people loved to hate him. People loved to hate him. They hated him but loved him because he was good at what he did. He just – he was a damn good wrestler. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? He was just –
0: But you just – okay, so you just wanted, like, Hogan to get hated (laughs) just be be hated.
2: (laughs) Just be hated because, like, you win all the time. Angle didn't win all the time. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. Angle didn't win all the time. Angle lost shit. So it made sense. Hogan just had everything handed to him. And it's like, man, fuck this. you like, you, 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 you trash. Macho man is better than you. You know what I'm saying? Earthquake. Same
0: thing can be, I feel I feel like there's a lot of like a, a lot of with Cena, except for the audience, which is more vocal these days. Yeah. Because he basically beat everybody. Even though he beat even, everybody. Even when, even when he shouldn't be. And like he beat the Nexus by himself and just kind of buried a lot of things and people hated it like i i can yeah i can see that i can see what you're saying and i mean that would have and that that would have changed the whole end i think the nwo thing got over so well was because people were waiting on him to people by that point were so tired of the holster like they wanted something different so when he finally did do it it's almost like the Roman Reigns thing. Like, I think he's more popular now, and he's a bad guy because people have been wanting him to be a bad guy yeah. for forever.
1: He's a lot more interesting, just in general, as a bad guy. Just fits his uh, style and than him trying to be – I know, I like, not in real life, but, like, his wrestling style fits better with the heel and the overall look. Just, yeah, way more entertaining.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the way he wrestles, like, he just does all these – Simple moves and shit and like you know, cause even like, cause even as Hollywood Hogan, Hogan would do that, that 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 shit like that, like like you hit him and he doesn't feel it and he and he just so he he does all this shit and even as Hollywood people still cheer for that shit, cause like 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 cause they they respected it, but 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 even though like that was a hoaxer, they still respected it. It's like I still gotta respect this man for what he did and shit, but I I like Hollywood, I just like Hollywood. Way better than, than um oh yeah. it, it, it and that it was crazy man it's just I don't know we, I'm going I'm going off I'm going off. Well, I would say just
1: to follow what you're saying, Hollywood's more respectable because at least he was honest about him being a fucking <laughs> piece of shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. I think
1: mean, that's what we liked. You know, I mean, we all knew it at the time because we've heard the stories about the way he did backstage to some people and. We just heard how, how you know he was always making sure that he got the biggest piece of the pie. So we all knew it. So for him just to be upfront about it was refreshing and you know <laughs> respectable in a way.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, that's I think that's the reason why Rick Fla- people people became fans of Ric Flair. He was the heel for so long, but he all, I, he was the original baller. He talked about how his shoes were more expensive than your house and like how he had women every night and, and he lived that life. And the fact was that he just owned it. You know, you could hate him for it. But the fact was like, yeah, it ain't bragging if you back it up. So when he finally won.
1: Plus it was a big surprise because everybody just thought, you know, here's Flair, a WCW guy. No way is WWF going to give him the belt. So that too was huge like he had that much respect from you know a company that you know made it his brand brother shitting on the other company to for them to accept him as a champion was huge
0: yeah i mean he was literally the hulk hogan of, of the wcw yeah it, it was it was a huge moment in history it was a great role. Bo- bobby heenan crying at the end like with Ric Flair winning and th- everything that Bobby Heenan did during this to keep that story going, it was, it was literally a work of art. Um, this is, I think as far as storytelling, you don't get anything like this again until maybe some of the stuff with like Stone Cold and McMahon. But even then, I don't think it compares. I mean, it's an amazing match. Uh, so much fun to go back and rewatch it. Yeah, this was this was just a great show. I don't know, any final things you guys want to say about it?
1: It it's I, I don't know, I would put it up there as a must see. I thought it was really entertaining. I really enjoyed it. I I would, I'm surprised it doesn't get more I don't know, uh people don't talk about this one as much as I I think they should cuz it, it was really entertaining. I enjoyed it.
2: Yeah. And it was like and how many Royal Rumbles is like like are like for the actual championship? They're usually for like the one more contender spot. But this is Yeah. Like, well, the title actually so uh, yeah, this was that. the
0: catalyst for that it, this was the first one with stakes so the mm-hmm. previous three or four had been just to win it uh this one was for the title and it was the year after this they started making it for the number one contendership it, it's just a, it's an amazing hour-long i mean like that sh- it could have been a pay-per-view by itself just that single match there was so much yeah. story going on so can't recommend it enough Guys, I appreciate you watching it, and let's just keep watching wrestling. Next time, we're going to be talking about finishing maneuvers. So if you have a top ten, send it to us on our Facebook page or email us at WrestleManiacsPod at gmail.com. And until then, my name is Alex Ketchum. I'm Bob Wick. Jake Russell. And we'll be going for the leg. Hold up now before you go. We here at the WrestleManiacs Podcast want to thank you for listening. We want you to know that this is a podcast by wrestling fans for wrestling fans. So we want to hear your feedback. We want to hear your stories, your comments, your questions, so we can make this podcast as good as possible. Now, in order to get in touch with us, you can hit us up on Facebook at WrestleManiacs Podcast on Facebook, or you can email us at WrestleManiacsPod at gmail.com or on Instagram at WrestleManiacsPod. Thank you for tuning in. And we want to also thank Gabber Media. You can check out all their other great shows or however you get your podcast or at gabbermedia.com. See you guys next time.